So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. This is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Hi, I'm Rebecca Vitale, and I'm talking all things plant on the Hysterical Women podcast. So thank you so much for listening to us on Hysterical Women. I'm super stoked to have my friend, oh my gosh, my really good friend since high school, Rebecca Vitale on here. And today we're here to talk about the climate change report and the situation in Afghanistan. No, I'm just joking. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Otessa, you didn't tell me that. I just wanted to say Curveball. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking about as well. Uh, and also Haiti. Well, a whole bunch of things. But um, actually, one of the things that was, like, really keeping me going this week was I was like, you know what? I get to talk about, like, growing plants. This is going to be nice. It's going to be. Yeah, it keeps me grounded. Uh, yeah. Pun intended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I have to say that, especially during the past going on two years of pandemic, growing plants has been something that's been uh, really, as Rebecca said, grounding and just really good for my mental health. And that's basically why I do it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And um, I know that a lot of other people have felt the same. And so many people have wanted, like, information about how to grow plants. So the person who has taught me so much about this is Rebecca. She has all of her, like an entire nursery. I have a little nursery right next to me. And also, thank you. I think you're giving me undue credit. I believe I haven't taught you so much as inspired you. No, you gave me step-by-step guidance. (laughs) Yeah, but just for like one. But you do those dryer sheets for the little bugs and like you have, you know, figured out things that I, uh, that I don't know yet. Well, hopefully together we can, we can unpack everything. Yeah. Would you like to introduce yourself? And uh, if we were on a news program, like what would your lower third be? How would you describe yourself? Uh, I'm Rebecca Vitale, and Otessa and I went to high school together. I'm a data scientist. I do work on voter targeting right now for mostly progressive politicians and candidates. Uh, if you have any um, anyone who needs help with that, I would love to help them. Contact me, please, at Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A, at Ballsweep.com. That's V as in Victor, O-L-S-W-E-E-P, Ballsweep. Um, I started going plants from seed a while ago just because I don't really like spending money on stuff. And it's, seeds are just like a whole project in a tiny little package. It just takes some water and sunlight and a little love. Yeah. So... The work that Rebecca does is really, really cool and very significant. And I know, especially for our D.C. area folks who are into policy and also probably feeling uh, disenchanted by the whole thing. (laughs) Or just like existential. (laughs) (laughs) 
the work that Rebecca's doing is really awesome. Like a very cool application of data science in a way that I've never seen before. Also, if you look at her bookcase, I'm just hyping you up a little bit. Like things, things that I like about my friend that I've known for a really long time. If you see her bookcase, like, <laughs> nice. she's like, oh, just some light reading. And there's like a 700 page book on like coding in R. Really? And like, oh, that oh, bookcase. Yes. I thought you were talking about my bookcase with all the political books in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, R in a nutshell is like 500 pages long. <laughs> yeah. Did you read the whole thing yet? Uh, no, I code in Python now. Um, oh, okay. Basically, oh. I, uh, I get all the info on Stack Overflow. I don't, Ooh. I, I, yeah, I don't, Ooh. I don't like, uh, material possessions that I, that I'm just going to get rid of later. So I don't, ha- I don't have a big Python book. Okay. Makes perfect sense. I admire coders. What? Oh, you admire coders. Yeah. Like I, I, be yeah. one. I took I took one course in grad school. I, all I remember is we had to use a uh, code academy, but um, it's a great skill to have, I think. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. So other things that I will say, you talked about uh, not being a huge fan of things of spending money needlessly and like owning a lot of stuff, which is definitely something that I could. I own too many things, and I really need to like waste. Definitely capitalism. I mean, waste the actual objects, but also, like, packaging and shit. And Rebecca's also, Rebecca doesn't use plastic, which is hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. I won't buy, well, actually, I mean, like, I reuse plastic when I buy it. I won't buy any beverages in a plastic container. Okay, wow, that's excellent. I don't know why Snapple went from glass to plastic, and they say, new plastic bottle on... The package, and it's just like, guys, this is the wrong time to do that. Yeah, yeah, they de- yeah, that's right. They they used to um use glass bottles, didn't they? I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, and that's why, even though Snapple's like kind of like not the tastiest, I would buy Snapple because it was it came in a glass bottle, right? The tea. I mean, some of their juices are like not not high percentage fruit content. <laughs> You know, it's like mango water. Yes. Yeah. Like maybe 1%, 1% mango pulp. Exactly. <laughs> 1% mango byproduct. Exactly. Um, Super sweet. <laughs> but yeah, the other point is, and I think that this actually does tie in in a low key way into thinking about the environment. And also what I love about this is thinking about self-care in a way that is not about, that's not problematic self-care. So it's not like buy this $48 rose water bath. Thing. And it's like it doesn't have a negative feedback loop. Yes, exactly. Like you uh, have to keep spending money and producing more waste because you know they have a proprietary uh, like chemical mixture that you can like shampoo. I just use. <laughs> I'm giving away all my secrets. Uh, <laughs> like baking soda, baking soda for shampoo, mm. and apple cider vinegar for conditioner. Wait, tell me about apple cider vinegar for conditioner. Apple cider, I know that you can use apple cider vinegar for basically oh, I have everything. I've a whole book actually on apple cider and its uses that I haven't looked at. I got it at Housing Works. Again, I did not buy it new. But uh, remember in like grade school when you make uh, those like volcanoes out of baking soda and vinegar? Yeah. So basically the vinegar just like washes out all the baking, the extra baking soda that's left. Huh. Oh, yeah, okay. And it yeah, like thanks. pH balances. That's amazing. One of yeah, my- I really don't like, sorry, I really don't like 
plastic bottles for for bath and body stuff and house cleaning. Yeah. Oh, cleaning products are. This is a. Thing I'm getting a lot of ads. Like this is the best targeting I've had on social media. I think is the, the Instagram ads I'm getting for um for like refillable and uh, biodegradable or whatever uh, house house cleaning products. Yeah. Like, okay, I will actually look into this. No, and it's so true. Like, the junk that is in household cleaning products is ridiculously toxic, unnecessary. It goes into the watershed. Um, and honestly, most things can be dealt with either oil or vinegar or some combination of things that you already have. But advertising and just American culture brainwashes you into thinking that it's not, that you need something special to fix all of these things. And it's, yeah. you know, it's not going to happen unless you spend money on this, like, certain commercial product. Yeah, and then when you're right. not happy, all of a sudden, then they move the goalposts. And they'll be like, oh, well, that's because you didn't buy step three. You only bought step one. So then you got to keep chasing the That's driver. exactly how I feel about hair care. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop putting all these cone cone things in my hair. Anything that end in cone just, like, builds oh, up your hair. Yeah. And then, like, oh, you need this special other product to wash it off. And also, even though I just use bronzers, I just use bronzers and like strip my hair all the time. Doctor Bronner's is amazing. You can even do laundry with it. I still those bottles last forever. Oh, so anyway, so in terms of thinking about growing things, because I previously I loved growing plants, but the way that I would start is I would get like a little someone either give me a plant or would buy a plant you know that was already started and then it would grow enough and then it would propagate off of an existing plant but growing from seed is something that Rebecca introduced me to which of your plant children can I meet first all right well can I, I'm going to give you an overview of what I have okay right cool I have the Spanish limes the canepas the genips this plant has a bunch of different names as I just mentioned three of them <laughs> that I started when you were here I can show you the update on those I have one of the lemons from seed I have the mango from seed which you know was having problems I have the mint that I cut it's my great-grandfather's mint actually that I cut oh, at my dad's yeah. house and I'm it's shooting roots out in the water and lemongrass from the store and turmeric look my turmeric is sprouting oh my gosh that's cool yeah. and then um i just wanted to show that i have <laughs> like collections of like rando rando seeds cool do i see some lychee yeah those are lychees that dried out yeah i gotta take the seeds out but um nice like super random collections and that's basically how I start should I introduce you to one in particular these are yeah. the they've gotten so big I know right up. these are the ones that were closer to the window and this one I just turned it to be closer to the window nice so yeah they're looking really good not right they really are um anybody who's hearing this can look up Spanish lime, which honestly is a bit of a colonial name, or Ginep, G-I-N-E-P, or Kenepa, Q-U-E-N-E-P-A. And um, those I bought at the food bazaar at like a, you know, a normal grocery store near me. It was like, I don't know, maybe like 
30 or 40 of them for $4. And I was like, okay, like they don't look like they're in the best shape, but this is a lot of seeds. (laughs) (laughs) And I searched on YouTube for a video. I found a guy giving instructions in Spanish, which I understand. He basically was doing the approach that I usually do, which is you get the seed, you take off as much stuff that might rot or, you know, like the fruit pulp, and you get the seed itself, and then you put it in kind of like a moist, I don't buy paper towels anymore, but like uh, I took a, a cloth rag and I dampened it and I put it all around the seeds and then in a container with the lid kind of off, to keep the air moving in the sun. And then it gets enough heat and moisture to start sprouting. And I honestly, I oh, when you were here, Otis, I, I realized I had forgotten about them. <laughs> and I was like, oh shoot, what's in this container? <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, the roots sprouted out. And they started like, you know, getting kind of slimy, whatever, because I forgot about them and there's no dirt. Um, but then I sort of like rinsed them off and I put them in the in the dirt and now they just kept shooting up and they grow. You know, I had no idea what the leaves were going to look like. Yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of magical. Like you don't know which side the root's going to come off of. You don't know what it looks like when it's sprouting. You don't know what the leaves are going to look like. I had one a few years ago that they were seeds I picked up. Um, when I visited my sister in Los Angeles, she doesn't live there anymore, but it sprouted and that plant was like super spiky. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but I, but I got it from like a big, huge tree. So I had no idea. But then when it's growing and it's really small, it had so many spikes on it. I was oh, like, wow. Yeah, this is like a really angry plant. <laughs> um, angry. <laughs> and then I actually got them to grow really big. I sort of like neutered the spikes off whenever they would grow, you know, big enough to take off. And uh, that's the one that those little bugs were attacking. The leaves were too, um, they were broadleaf and like kind of like very fragile mm. broad leaves. And they just got attacked by those little tiny bugs. Oh, that's a bummer. So I got rid of those. But yeah, but basically, you know, whenever a little plant starts growing, I love the, the like surprise of like the, pro- the process. It is really magical. Yeah, because it's growing. It's like, you know, I brew kombucha, I um, I ferment things, I, you know, do a lot of experimenting in the kitchen, and when you have living things, it's not, like, I don't have any children, but, like, you know, you're actually, it's like a pet. It's like yeah. you're something that needs care. Absolutely. And also, like, the, like you were saying about where the roots come from, what the first leaves look like, the manner in which it grows – all of that when it, it's like taking its first baby steps and a lot of times it looks nothing like what you would anticipate right like the first leaf really? like microgreens like yeah you know, that i don't like cilantro like cilantro microgreens the leaves are round but uh i know to avoid those now but yeah <laughs> the things start off looking uh looking not like they end up Hi, my name is Rebecca Vitali. It's been great talking all things plants with you on the Hysterical Women podcast. You can reach me at Rebecca at Fallsleep.com. That's B as in Victor, O-L-S-W-E-E-P.com. And I do data work and voter targeting for uh, progressive candidates and 
campaigns, please let me know if there's anybody that I can help and have fun growing all of your plants.